Folks, our first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, is now available for you to learn at your own pace for just 50 euros, and it comes with a certificate upon completion. Go to mapperforward.coffee forward slash workshops or click the link in the show notes for more details. Support this podcast by supporting our sponsors. Hey folks, it's the middle of the year and we're taking this opportunity to encore three standout podcast series from the first half of the year. Our first will be our series with Andreas Felipe Ospina. That's the ecological biologist who came on and chatted about the effects of koji and other invasive microbial species on coffee production and coffee post-harvest processing like fermentation. So we hope that you enjoyed this and the following two series that come after it. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward Friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode one of our five-part series with Andres Felipe Ospina. Andres Felipe, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Lee, for having this, me. I mean, everybody. This is your first time on the podcast, and you and I happened to meet by accident on a last-minute invitation that I got to a workshop here in Dubai that you were giving at Roasteria or Earth Roastery. Um, and it was like a gem of a find of a workshop. Um, and we've decided that we're going to explore uh, what you were talking about a little deeper on the podcast because I think it's really, really important. Folks, the theme of this series is the dangerous impact of foreign microbes in coffee processing. And Strap yourself in for a series that is going to be super mind-blowing because there has been over the last few years in coffee conversations about uh, different fermentation processes and different yeasts and like you, everyone's heard the term koji and you know there's specific people that are leading the discussion on those kinds of things who are not scientists and who are having deep impact in the way that those marketing terms are being used to uh, create different products across the industry and we're just soaking those things up um, today in um, and in the coming four episodes of this series Andreas Felipe is going to help us understand uh, the actual scientific and ecological impacts of those uh, marketing terms so Andreas Felipe I would love it if you would introduce uh, yourself to everybody and, and tell them what you do and who you are. Okay, thank you. My name is Andres Felipe Ospina. I'm from Colombia. Um, I'm botanist and marine biologist by formation, and then I have a master's degree in ecology. Um, I've been working in community development since very early age. And I had the opportunity to work not only in Colombia, but in the five continents doing community development. Um, and then finally, this work um, helped me to land into coffee in 2007, when a group of Colombian farmers asked me if I could help them to bring their coffee to Japan. Um, I live in Japan partially, my family is Japanese, so I live between Colombia, Japan and other countries. And I produce coffee. I'm a farmer myself. So I have farms in Colombia, Costa Rica, and uh, I import most of that coffee that I produce, along with coffee with about 1,000 families of farmers uh, to Japan and other places. So been working with coffee since 2007 and always since I was um, young, I have these 
personal aim and is how science can help uh, local communities to overcome poverty. So mm -hmm. now then when we work with coffee, that's what we do, basically. So you're a scientist, you work in coffee, you do it in a couple of different countries and across the value chain. Uh, and that's a little extra information I added to that because I saw the workshop and I know that you work on the consuming end as well as on the producing end. Um, now, we want to have a conversation about ecology. So uh, why don't we start this conversation off by you helping us understand what ecology is so that we can move into the discussion about the ecology of coffee. Okay, ecology basically is the science uh, that try to describe the relationship between uh, living beings. What is the relationship between them? Uh, how do they behave on time? How do they behave in different kinds of conditions? How the conditions of the environment are going to shape uh, the communities of different kinds of uh, animals and plants and microbes? And yeah, all this intricate relationship between them that's kind of what ecology study and um it's been a big uh development in ecology during the last century mm -hmm. and we could understand more about our planet and the different kind of uh organisms that live together with us in the planet and how we are related to them and how they can shape each other for example so it's very related with evolution as well mm -hmm. and it's very interesting yeah, it is. When we talk about the ecology of coffee and coffee production, help us understand what that looks like. Well, there are many things that are related with ecology of coffee. First of all, um, coffee is native mostly to African countries. I mean, it, we, we believe it was originated in Ethiopia. Um, the Arabica coffees, coneforas uh, probably were developed in Sudan or some other places. And humans have to trade those species into other ecosystems. And um, they have planted uh, this coffee all around the world. Um, being saying that, we could say that coffee is an external plant to most of the planet and to most of the places where it is grown. And because we have been planting these uh, trees all over the planet, we have altered the ecology of many mm -hmm. countries being, for example, um, we see that coffee would not be possible without deforestation and without some transformation of other uh, ecosystems uh, around the globe. So fortunately, coffee is not an invasive species as per se that is has the capacity to extinguish other species. It actually is quite fragile. And if we don't take a lot of care of it, it could be devastated by disease or just for lack of adaptation to particular weathers and particular uh, terroirs in different countries. You mentioned a word there, terroir. It's a word that we use a lot in coffee. What's the relationship between the term terroir and ecology? So terroir is a French term, as we all know. There is a lot of discussion about what is terroir, but... I think um, basically terroir are the conditions in which uh, one particular crop is being produced. And uh, it includes mostly the environmental uh, variables that could influence the particular quality of that uh, food. 
food, for example, or, or mm -hmm. drink, for example, in the case of wine or wine or, or coffee, sorry. Um, so terroir is everything that is going to help uh, us to produce something that is going to have influence on it. So uh, there are good terroirs and bad terroirs, let's say something like that, um, meaning that that ecological uh, environment in which we are growing those plants or those products sometimes could have outstanding quality properties and sometimes not as much. And that's the influence of, of the environment and the ecosystem into that particular crop. So I think that series of different things that are having the influence is what we call terroir. For there some is... people, actually, some, for example, some cultural um, ways of doing things could be also part of the terroir. Can you give me an example of that? Yeah, like for example, we produce coffee in different in, in different regions uh, under different uh, processing. So some people right. may say, we do coffee in this way here, and we do coffee in that way there. Therefore, terroir also could have influence of some social uh, impact into quality. But I I I, th I I will stick more with the side of, of of the ecosystem and the ecological conditions that actually shape the quality of the product. Now, there's a really interesting level of ecology that is going to be the basis of the rest of our conversations for this series, and that is mm -hmm. the microbes that are involved in the ecosystem. And you and I are in an industry that is super, super subjective, and the Specialty Coffee Association has taken steps in the last few years to start developing uh, and investing in science that can start help us start the process of helping us to set standards and understand more about uh you know the more objective side to coffee rather than the subjective side to coffee and the relationship between those things and the reason i say that is because there are a lot of people that have ideas about the way that they can be innovative in coffee so they'll take an idea and they will insert it uh into a part of the value chain, let's say coffee production, and and the way that producers are doing what they're doing, and then they tweak it from a marketing perspective and just see if they can amplify the sales of the product that they've got without any real understanding of how it's going to impact the ecology of or the ecosystem around what that producer is doing. Folks, that's going to be the basis of the rest of our conversation across this series because there have been some very damaging things that have been done without us as an industry even coming close to understanding it. And that's why Andreas Felipe is here because I went to a workshop and heard what he said and was shocked by what I found out. And then I gave Andreas Felipe a, a, an article that has caused a lot of people to participate in the buying practices around this. And, and to be very transparent, we're talking about Koji here. So Koji has been this wild phenomenon that happened in the specialty coffee industry and everybody rode the, oh, I want to get my hands on Koji coffee, Koji coffee, Koji coffee. We didn't understand the ecological consequences of participating in that. You are going to understand the ecological consequences of that by the end of this series. So um, 
as we head into the next episode, I want you to start thinking about um, the things that we've talked about here today. I want you to start thinking about how you participate in uh, these non-scientific approaches to the way we market ourselves as an industry and perhaps start thinking about um, when somebody does start giving information and presenting themselves as an expert, are they really an expert and do they have any business um, not partnering with people who are experts? Um, so, Andres Felipe, we're going to head into the next episode and folks, I promise you this is going to be fucking awesome. Peace, love and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.